All right, and welcome back to Laughter the Club. I'm Jeff at Los Jeff on Twitter. Tonight we have with us Power Saul. I said that funny, but whatever. Um, we have Jeanette and we have Capo. So uh, thank you all for joining us once again. And um, yeah, so Cap, you were asking about traffic. Yep, traffic, traffic. Looking for my chapstick. No, it's like, <laughs> um, how long does like your just your commute like a normal time sitting in traffic? Like, what is what is just your your average time in traffic out there? All right, so I have to drive about nine miles to get home, and if I leave after five o'clock, it can be uh, forty five minutes to an hour. And you, you don't have any options for side. I do, but the side roads get so like a lot of times I'll try to dip out at like 10 to five just because that actually saves me. Um, but even the side roads, it can be 30, 40 minutes when there's traffic on the freeway. So many lights, just so many lights, just so, so many, many people signs. Just yeah, people. A lot of other people are thinking about getting off the freeways too, so they're on, on the side streets, just causing a mess. It's just everybody's everywhere. What, like over here, once you get out of Baltimore, it's like you know what's that? Uh, what's that song it's supposed to be about? West well, the West West Virginia kids sing it at their uh, at at school. Is it called West Virginia? The, no, country know, country, country roads. roads. Take, there you go, the country roads song. Yeah. So everywhere around Baltimore, that's what that song is about. Like a lot of the back roads from Baltimore leading up to like Western Maryland. So we have a lot of back roads that you can take and it does take extra time, but you can, a lot of times you're just cruising and you're not, you know, riding in trees and you're not really worried about too much traffic. So we get a little bit better. And I don't know what's going on with your Lakers, man. Yeah, no That all started with me saying they were playing good. They were up 10 and now they're down 14. Yeah, thirty-eight point first quarter. I, let's just not talk about the lake. Jeanette, you had a, you had a take on traffic. No, is that an upset that the brown person knew the name of country roads and the white person didn't? Twenty twenty-one. Yeah, just, yeah. There you go. No, the worst traffic I ever endured here in this city of Los Angeles was. Wow. The that phenomenal Monday night football game between the Rams and the Chiefs took me three hours to get home because I was, you know, the airport. Hey, from the airport going to downtown, and it's the one temp, and that's when they were playing at the Coliseum. <laughs> so bad, so not thought out correctly. Hey! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And the most standout thing from that day was not actually the traffic, was the fact that I saw one person throughout the whole day in a Lamar Jackson jersey. And that always stands out to me from that day. Not the traffic, just the one person in the Lamar Jackson jersey. And I'm like, did he go to the game? Did he just look down on... Of course, he looked down on Jared Goff, but what about Patrick? So... I've always wondered about that man, what happened to him, and I hope he's, you know, had a good life since then. He didn't see me, but I just remember him, and I don't know why I remember him so fondly, but yeah. Yo, to, to that point, though, how do you guys feel about the person 
who goes to a game and wears a team's gear, night, who is not one of either of the teams that is playing. Irredeemable jackass. Agreed. Irredeemable jackass. Definitely. Like, why? Like, what are you doing? Irredeemable is a bit strong. (laughs) Well, that's just because you went to a Clippers game in a Lakers jersey like two days ago. That is Um, acceptable, though. That's acceptable. Listen, there was more Bulls fans there than there were Clipper fans. So, uh, you know, if anything, I was going to piss them off. I, 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 I didn't want to make the home away team mad in the Bulls there, but. You know, I did have several Clippers fans submit to me, letting me know that I am much louder than they are. So they backed off. <laughs> um, and I helped the Bulls get that victory. And I that, let them yeah, know. Yeah, and then Alex you couldn't Caruso talk City. for two days. <laughs> My throat hurts so bad. And I had to read this story on Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. I, and like when I read it to my students, I have to read it. I Like when they quiz on it, they have to read it three times instead of just the normal one. And I had by that, that third time was killing me so bad. I was like looking at my aid with my eyes, like, please tag in here and just save me. I already talked to you about how bad my voice is. And she just didn't worth it though. For everybody worth (laughs) it. Give them all A's, you know, that's how you heckle. Yeah. I mean, some throat coat. Yeah. Some coat tea. I should have, I should have uh, started gargling some salt, <laughs> or smoke some heaters. Either or. By the way, I had a friend stop smoking heaters, um, and his voice for like three weeks was just destroyed. And I was like, "Didn't you stop smoking?" So when this happened to Stu Gotts, I was like, "You know, he might actually be telling the truth." Shut up! You're getting heckled. Now you gotta heckle back, pal. No, you should have. Wait, is that serious? That's not coming through the audio, did it? Yeah. Yes. What the hell? I turned my mic off. (laughs) No, you didn't. We heard you. Can you hear me right now? powering through so much barking, and you were just standing there. I was like, why isn't Jeff muting himself? This is like... Look at it. Look at it. I put myself on mute when I first joined. And then like when you guys started talking to me, I went to hit the button and it says I wasn't on mute. I don't know. You got like some non-muting Zoom. Like I like that. (laughs) Now you're muted. (laughs) You know how that whole thing of like dogs being on another wavelength. So maybe his dog's bark is like exceeds zoom mute no uh, but the last ability two, the last two times i screamed into the microphone i thought i was on mute because the no. light was red no well that's <laughs> great we heard it all we Man, heard it all we definitely wonderful. did i have chewy snoring under my bed right now and i and like at one point i was like oh that's he's getting a little too loud so i had to call him to wake him up but, wow well hot mic hot mic something's wrong with my microphone now i'm scared because like what have i been saying with this thing allegedly on mute in the past that I didn't know about. It'd be terrible. I've been talking shit on all of you. Wow. I would never. I would <laughs> to never. yourself. You were just yeah. yelling to your dog. God damn it. <laughs> fucking Jeanette. Um, no. No, that was my impression of talking shit on you guys to myself. Um, <laughs> um, anywho. Um, all right. Jeanette. 
How about houses? Oh man, seriously. So <laughs> So uh, You're telling me. Yeah, I'm telling you. Whew, houses. Uh yeah, so I think there was uh the the post game on Thursday, they kind of brought up the the topic of houses that they would like to visit or that they have visited. So a small take on that would be houses in either TV or movies that you wish you lived in. So like either now or as a child that you were like, I wish I lived there. Just, you know, for whatever reason. Like for me, I know this is going to sound like kind of weird and stuff, but the Flintstones house. I really dig the fact that they had like, you know, appliances that kind of talk back to them, but still functioned like the elephant that was the shower head and whatnot. And uh, the, you know, the bird that was like the telephone and somehow knew what you were saying or could articulate it and I stuff like, like that. I like the garbage disposal. Yeah, that, that guy was cool. So I think uh, the Flintstones house, just, you know, solid rock. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Not too enthused about the whole pedaling a car with my feet. That would, you know, but everything else about it seems cool. It'd be, it would solve a lot of our, uh, it'd solve a lot of our, you know, coal car- and yeah, carbon issues. Just, you know, pedaling with your, I, I guess we could just have probably a, probably obesity too, right? There you go. I mean, yeah, we'd never miss leg day. Never. <laughs> no. We, so, we would they, all look foot, like our dads footwork would be in, impeccable on the court. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Capo? We'd all oh, look well. like our dads. Leg, were leg day every day. Um, and I think the other part of that is wagons. actually wanting to try the brontosaurus ribs that we see at like in in the intro to the thing Oof. where it tips over the car. So I'd be like, ooh, baby. But those, you know, those <laughs> single, those single, you know, stone wheels in the front and back. I feel like you'd have to replace those a lot. They look heavy. But either way. <laughs> that wouldn't be my job. No, they're, they're smooth. Those things are smooth. Your legs are so strong at some point. The, you know, you got those things just... just or I guess you would wear them down all the way, huh? Yeah, see, and they huh. could, you hit a bump hmm. and they could crack. You know, there's... Uh, the rubber The rubber tire is quite the, quite the advantage. Um, anyway, I have an answer. Um, and... It's simply because. Wait, hold a, on. Oh, Do you have an answer? I hate AI. You. I just wanted to set you up. Um. Anyway, as I was saying, um, so there's something about SpongeBob's house because it's so small from the outside, yet so expansive in the interior. That, you know, I really like that aspect of it. It doesn't look like it should be, you know, a two-story with a giant master bedroom. But the pineapple under the sea really packs a lot of space. And is kind of stylish on the outside. So, I'm going to go pineapple under the sea. And you would still keep the same neighbors of Patrick and Squidward? Um, Patrick, I'm not sure I could have as a neighbor. <laughs> that would be that would be taxing. Squidward and I would get along because we would just talk about how much we hate everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going. 
Anybody else? I'm going to Doc Brown's house, which is over here, like a little 20-minute drive from me in Pasadena. And that's the house that I want. Beautiful craftsman, lovely home. I mean, do I, do I need to say more? It's, it's a great house. I could go with the cartoon home if you want me to go with the cartoon home. I guess I should have gotten a real home. No, Man, I kind of threw it away. You chose a good home. SpongeBob has a dope house. I, I see everything you were saying. Sandy Cheeks, you know, it's always kind of cool to live in a treehouse. So maybe I would go Sandy Cheeks. Lean in that universe. Lean, very, very, very slightly little more that privacy. Way. Very little privacy. You know, because of the whole bubble, glass bubble. Yeah, I mean, but her her home is the tree. No, it's a tree. It's true. So I mean, yeah, there, so there's, that's there's, just her yard, yeah, and everybody's yard's visible. So that's fair. That's a good point. Yeah, I go off the board, and I wouldn't even go. Um, I don't know. I guess so-called house, but I want Charlie and Frank's apartment from Always Sunny. Hmm. Why, Capo? Uh, good times. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it, it seems fun. Um, you don't get a lot of detail about too much of the outside. Um, the things that go on in there, man. <laughs> Night night crawlers. We can play night crawlers. <laughs> Film a commercial for kitten mittens. <laughs> I had I had a take You're on so stupid. I I, I had a spinoff <laughs> on on kitten mittens that was the, a fancier version, I, and and I was thinking about calling it fashion faux paws. Get it? Get it? <laughs> You like it? That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm a, such an idiot. Ooh, honorable mentions that, um, you know, in the non-cartoon world, the house from American Horror Story, the first season, which is here in Los Angeles. And if possible, the house from the first Fast and Furious movie. So Dom's house. Yeah. So... Also, I think we can't not say James Goldstein's home. I mean, it is it is the for those of you who don't know, James aka Skinny Jeans Goldstein was the is the NBA super fan that got on with Levitard during the bubble and complained about not being able to buy his way in. And he lives in the home from uh, the great or the big Lebowski or the great Lebowski um, and he has a club in his basement called Club James right? I think he had like Rihanna's birthday there last year or some shit like it's the most absurd thing ever and the man looks like a thousand year old witch I'm surprised he doesn't get to the game on a broom but it's a sweet ass house so that's what I would uh I, I encourage everyone to Google uh, James Goldstein and experience that for yourself. Your best friend. Yeah. Skinny jeans. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Well, I, I kind of had a lopic. It wasn't really a lopic. It was more of an observation. But, you know, like we all have those favorite moments from the show, right? Like... <laughs> Like I think for me, my all-time favorite moment is Mike doing the the Miami Duke call. Like Zuzu. Yeah, it's the fun. Yeah, 
it's the funniest shit I've ever heard. Um, like <laughs> Dundee Bear sideline. Um, but uh, so what? Your kid had his ringworm. Uh, Cornelder. 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 Uh, uh, it's a random sequarium. But but I will say, Mister Bugs Cornelder. As as far as recent lines go or like bits go when juju said fool me once shame on me fool me 13 <laughs> times i don't care about donda <laughs> i died laughing at that damn near pissed my office chair i was good god that was funny yo no the and on top of that like absolute he, fire what his whole thing of like dismissing somebody but still saluting them <laughs> like it just makes it even funnier. Yeah. Salute to Kanye. Salute uh, to you, sir. That's so funny. Like how this podcast isn't gonna go long enough for Schweitz to get on. Salute to you, Schweitz. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean I guess that wasn't really a lopic, it was just a commentary, but I had to point it out because that was just such a good line. So we just doing the uh you know the you know, my get to know your Lower Ranger. Like it was hard trying to decide one over the other. And especially because I didn't think of it beforehand, so I wasn't prepared for the question. And uh <laughs> which ones didn't get mentioned? Okay. I, like I don't know. Like I know I, I, there's sometimes where I will just completely fall on the floor. Like not literally fall on the floor laughing, but be laughing really, really hard. And then I don't remember it. Like I know Chris has said some things over this last summer that probably match up with the last few years but like i don't remember everything i, I think can, we need to do like a bracket style you know i, uh, I can uh, see jeanette shaking her head because she's thinking about the golden shower segment no no no. i was gonna do i i don't i think it may have been earlier this week or last week when he combined fire truck and just said fuck <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just was all like, <laughs> you know, they were that. So, and then he kind of like sat in it, like, and then somebody was just like, mark it. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't believe, but they kept it. Yeah. Chris is Billy. Been- I was going to say, Billy's been dropping like a, a fuck <laughs> or a shit here and there, like emphatically to where they get a, like a stunned pause after. And I've been enjoying it as well. Well, Billy's been leaning back into just like his really destructive role. Oh, and, he's and, but he's on he's on all time. He's like on a roll right now, though. Like yeah, when, when Durant was like going twenty five plus a game for like twenty five straight games. You know what I mean? Like that kind of heater. He's just been on fire. The baby's been helping him out. He he, must he was really, he was really coming into his own before the pandemic hit. Like he was. He was becoming like like an all star, like the MVP of the show. And then, you know, everything happened. So he's kind of just like, especially with the gloves coming off, um, you know, no necessarily corporate overlords. You know what I mean? He can do he can do a little bit, be a little bit more free and not worry as much. I think a part of it is since he's been working with Stu Gotts again. I think the fact that he's been like working with Stu Gotts again, it's only like made him stronger. 
because God bless football is really, really good. Like I love that podcast so much. And I've, and it's crazy because it's like I stopped watching football when when the show had when Dan had pointed out that like it was only three yard pass at a time, three yard pass at a time, three yard pass at a time. I was like, he's right. This sport's boring as shit. And I stopped watching altogether. I was just like, I'm not really going to waste my Sundays anymore. I'm just going to take that time back for me. And now I'm like, mm, I'm going to get into it because I like God bless football because Stu Gotts and Billy are an, they're just an all time pairing. The two of them together are so good. And throw Chris in there sometimes. Oh, love it. So I guess I'd miss like a week and then I'd look up and then he's got Mojo one and Baby Gronk and Jabba Chamberlain. And I'm like, where did this combination of people come on here? Like it's, it, it works. It's awesome. I don't know what it is. It's, and then they had Andy Reid on today. And the fact that like Billy's just amazed at things like we had the real Andy Reid on here. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, I was like, they got the real can Andy Reid on here. Like Matt he's like, learning from Allison. He's an old, he's the booker, right? For all their guests. <laughs> Doesn't, isn't Billy the booker? No, for this one, it was um, Golick senior. And the stipulation was that Stugatz could not be on to mess up his relationship with Andy Reid. <laughs> but they did play the infamous Stugatz take on going with Mahomes over Alex Smith. So go, you know, Golik Senior played that for for Andy Reid, and of course he just did like coach speak. He didn't really like say, okay, what does that guy know or like whatever. He's just like Patrick has really good qualities. Alex has really good qualities, and you know what? At the end of the day, they always they've cheered for each other. They appreciate each other. And that was it. <laughs> he was like a he was like a wrestler coming out. Oh, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. He was like, I'm an Alex Smith guy. Like he he was. Oh yeah, I'm I love Alex Smith. I'm an Alex Smith guy. Like okay, calm down. We get it. Just laugh at the joke and move on. This isn't a real interview. <laughs> but he did give his coach speak. I wonder if Billy was writing it down. <laughs> Yeah, and of course, from that capo, to no surprise, that Mr. and Mrs. Andy Reid hand out full-size candy bars on Halloween. Yeah, of course, right? I think he was lying, right? He was lying because Golick said they did that. There was no way he was going, nah, we just give out the small ones, right? (laughs) No, I mean, I, I think, you know, part of it goes with, like, the public image of not just Andy Reid and what he looks like, but also it's like... You you won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. You make bank. You of all people can afford to give out full size candy bars on Halloween. That's true. He should be giving out boxes of candy for being fair. Yeah, move the goalpost definitely. <laughs> Step it up, Andy. So um, I don't know if I'm coming in mid law pick or not, but I um, came up with two more while I was peeing. No, we're still on yours. We were just talking about God bless football and how much we love it. God bless it. God bless football, guys. God bless football. God bless Billy. God God bless bless Billy. Billy. God bless Golik Sr. All right. Well, um, I I do have two other things to discuss. Shall we we move on? All right. Um, So first off, Kate Fagan is going to smoke Tony, right? Absolutely. Put it on 10-day Tony. She's going to drop buckets in his face. 
count it right now. Like she's talking fifty plus shots. I got her. Drannon and Tony's gonna crap out. I don't know. What do you guys think? So I tend to go with the when I was listening to that exchange. The person that keeps on putting up like the stipulations, that's already your psychological tell that you are scared. Because when you're already like they're trying to hide it under the guise of like, we got to get the rules straight. But when you're over here, college versus um, NBA stripe and this, that and like whatever, uh, that's already the psychological tell of like you're scared because you don't want what's coming. And then. You throw into the mix stew and whatever. <laughs> Wait, which of course we cannot underestimate stew because remember when they had him go to the heat facility for the free throws, everybody thought that he wasn't going to be able to do it. And, you know, he did. So he overachieved. So that's another um, guy to look out for. So you're picking Tony, though, over Kate. Is that what you're saying? Or the no, I, I no, I don't. I think I don't think. No, I think the moment is going to be too big for Tony. You know, Kate is a, she's a former, you know, college uh, hooper. So she's, so she's used to like the intensity of those moments and being in contests and participating in front of people. And when something is on the line, I don't think Tony has really had that in his career as a basketball player. I could be wrong. So I would go with her. Yeah, and, and I mean, also, and, and okay. Stu, 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 outside looking in, and I have him smoke, like trying to smoke while he's. Well, and only if they this. can, only if they can find an Olympic uh, an Olympic three, <laughs> which I'm sure there's a lot of hanging around in Miami, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who you got, Cap? Well, listening to this, I wanted to. Oh, do Do you have to grind tape first before you give us your professional opinion as a scout? No, I wanted to go. I wanted to go on a tangent. Like, why's it got to be indoors? You know, do it outside. You know, like I, I drove by. Yeah. I, drive by one of the, I drive by one of the courts that I played on constantly outside, and one of the one of the rims is ten foot. The other one's nine foot. Do you know how difficult that is to try to adjust your shot, like when you're just, you know, from one height to the other? Um, I just feel like them saying it has to be inside. For whatever reason, uh, I, I mean, I, I can tell you why. Because neither of them want to wear their basketball shoes on an outdoor court. Mm, good point. Very good point. As someone who has ruined a plethora of their shoes outside on a court, man, I still point. have, I still have my um, my Hirachi two K fives, and I've gone through several pairs of. Um, basketball shoes since then, but I can still wear those damn things and play because I've they've never touched an outdoor, they've never touched sidewalk or anything, only the hardwood. And I've had them since high school, and they're still pretty damn good. So, also, I, be- I would like to point out Hirachi 2K5, best basketball shoe of all time. So, I don't know what you guys, you guys can be the judge on this one. Um, I play in Black Air Forces. Of course you do. Mid mid or high, it can't be low. It's got to be up over my ankle to give me support. Dude, Cap, those things weigh like 112 pounds. Oh, I mean, I, 
I just huff it. I, I would. I used to wear um, M1 shoes, um, I, but then I also would just go over to Cayman and buy the uh, um, Al Harrington's. Mm-hmm. Al Harrington has a shoe you could buy for like twenty bucks at Kmart, and I would just go over there buy a pair of Al, Al Harrington and just destroy them. Harrington's. It's like the Starberries, right? It's like his own, like yeah, brand sort of thing. Yeah, I uh, I think I'd said something on Twitter about Mulberry, and then he can't, I can't remember he did something, and I was like, oh yeah, why why did I say this about his shoe today, the day that he goes, you know. He's the guy on Twitter today that everybody's hating or whatever. And I was like, oh, Stefan Mulberry, unaware of whatever he was doing on Twitter. Um, yeah, hate, so. hate that. Hate when that happens. And you're not aware of it. And you're like making a joke or something. And people are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, I love John Gruden. And then the rest of the Internet's just like, ah. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess we all could have saw that coming, but nobody really. He was too buddy buddy with everybody, you know. He was the film guy. He broke it down. He was friendly with everybody. Dude, I'm curious to see what this lawsuit ends up looking like, because so Samson has his takes on Gruden, and you know he's always like very certain about everything he says, and I think that he's like a good fifty to sixty percent right on everything he says, and I don't mean that he's right. 60% 60% of the time. I mean, everything he says is about 60%, right? Um, but, you know, when he's like claiming, like, for sure he, Gruden got all of his money, I don't think Gruden would bring a lawsuit right now if he was paid his full contract. I don't think that's because you have to have something called damages in the law, which means you got hurt somehow. And if you got paid your full hundred million after what four years, I don't think you got hurt. I think you kind of came up pretty good there. So I don't know. We'll see. But that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, I think it's more of like what they were saying, where he's uh, you hurt me in this way. Well, now I'm going to try to hurt you. So whatever advice he got. I guess that's what he's sticking with because, um, yeah, he's, I guess he's kind of whatever they probably told him, like, you couldn't have been the only one engaging in this. So there has to be something else. And if we do this, you know, maybe they're like thinking it's going to cause a chain reaction and others will be also fired or shamed or, you know, more ridicule or whatever. And plus, you know, there's that whole St. Louis, um, you know, the Stan Kroenke lawsuit going on as well. So it's a lot of stuff that they but, don't want highlighted. And it's just like they would rather everybody focus on, you know, the game. But that's my point, though, is like if Gruden is suing and I'm going to assume Gruden has a lawyer that's not totally incompetent. He's got a lot of money. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a bad assumption. Trump has a lot of money, too. Um, <laughs> on paper yeah on paper but we've seen his lawyer selection um but um <laughs> but but assuming he has like a quasi-competent lawyer right you don't get to like the court is not going to award damages in the form of gotcha 
Like they're not going to, they're not going to go out there and punish some other, somebody else because he was wrong. He's not going to get like, like Samson described it as specific performance. That's not exactly precise. Cause I doubt very much he's suing to get his job back, but he's suing. He has to be suing for the rest of the money on his contract, because if he got paid out fully, he would not be able to walk through the damn courtroom door. Um, so I, that's why I thought Samson's take was kind of dumb because he's trying to say, well, he's trying to sue for monetary damages of some kind. But he also said, if I recall correctly, he must have got his whole contract before he got paid before he left. And like those two things don't line up. Yeah, because he was mentioning some sort of like a, a clause, a, a termination clause or some sort of a language where if that had been in there, he wouldn't be doing this. Well, yeah, so that's w- what it was that's in, what in leads to termination him. agreement. Yeah, that's so, agreed not to sue. So the, that's like what he's going off of. But you know, it could also, I mean, like I said, it could also just be the petty vindictive side of how things went down. And when he has the kind of money that he's made over the years, where he can actually hire ruthless good attorneys and just be like, go sick them, whatever. I don't care. I have the money to burn. I figured there's two options. He's coming for money or he's coming because he wants to expose whatever else was in the email. One or the other, right? And I doubt it's the latter. I'm guessing it's just money. I mean, it's always money, right? Um, My other... What does Walter think? Oh, good. Well, my other... um, I want to wait for Cap to get back because the other thing I wanted to talk about was actually basketball. Um, but we'll wait for him for that. So, da na 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 na. I don't think we can even bring up Jeopardy. That's how like that's that became true. a problematic that's show. Point. Yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> we, we? we have no association with that show. Yeah. If you have, I like have to die. If Jeopardy. you ever had like any desire to be on that show, do you know mm-hmm. how many times I've tried out for Jeopardy, dude? I would, I was, I would love, but now, but now I don't know. But I, I was, I, I've always been such a huge Jeopardy person, and now it's just a bummer. Um, just play the at home version. There you go. <laughs> swear if you put a secrecy NDAs you cannot tell anybody that we were playing Jeopardy yeah, perfect <laughs> um, alright so what I was going to bring the other thing I was going to bring up was that um, so we have three Laker homers here and we have what I would just what I would say is like you know without question the best basketball player out of our crew. So I really, I, I, I wouldn't call me a Laker homer. Oh, no, no, um, no, 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 no. I know, no. but I mean, I'm close. Like I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> with you guys. Um, I mean, clearly. I'm not. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yes, you are my brother. Anyway. It's about time. Somebody took notice of my skills. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know my way around the court. Jeanette drains from half court. I, I just 
completely heard the first three and I wanted to explain my fandom and you were taking it somewhere else. <laughs> what did I do? I'm sorry. My <laughs> jumper is wet. <laughs> Splash. Um, so so here, here's, here's the question. Because this has been, you know, an ongoing debate in both the LA chat and between Cap and I privately is um and, and and you guys know how much I deeply love the Lakers, but do they suck? Pow, I know you're gonna want to jump on it, so go ahead. Their defense is so bad. They're bad, man. I was just in the car. I was in the car earlier today. Just thinking about that that bubble team and like how like close knit that team was off the court and how that translated to on the court on the defensive end especially. And man, I just like miss it so much. They're terrible rebounding. Like the the thing with taking eighty out at the five is like at one point they had Markeith Morris, so you had Markeith Morris and LeBron out there at the same time, so they could at least rebound. They have a lot of guards. And they're undersized guards, and they're just bad. They're really, really bad. And, like, Westbrook, I thought, like, maybe defensively, the athlete that he is, they could, like, kind of coach him into being a better off-ball defender. And he just gambles so much, and it throws the whole – it just throws everything into whack, and the whole defense just falls apart, and they, they can't rebound to save their lives. They suck. There. I said it. They suck. Finally. Jeanette, what do you got? Yeah, who would have thought that you, like, at this point, there's probably some Laker fans that are longing for the great Dion Waiters championship cheese. Retweeted, <laughs> me, retweeted <laughs> me this week. Retweeted me this week, Bubble Cheese did. Looking at what's out there and just be like, man, Dion, come back. <laughs> we have gummies. Hell yeah. Um, I was going to go with a... I was going to go with a... Baby, come back! I was kind of going for it, but it was just bad. That's what Stig told Billy Gillies. Your name is Baby Mia. (laughs) Oh. God, that was the funniest shit ever. Uh, Steve Martin was a prop comic. Okay, so... Again... Cap, I'm going to throw to you after this because I I want your take on this. But I have told you guys since before this damn season started that Westbrook would ruin this fucking team. And I don't care what his damn numbers are. He ruined the damn team. It's 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 if you're going to have him on the team, it's not so much him as it's a lot of the pieces that they have around them that are just not good. They've completely neglected the small forward and power forward positions altogether. What it feels like. And and the thing is like with Dwight, Dwight isn't what he was unfortunately two years ago. Cause he, a lot of baskets that he would have dunked, he's just missing. And a lot of, even in his layups, they've all been flat. I haven't seen him make one shot. That's not a dunk like at all. I, I've barely seen him make anything around the rim. He hasn't been very good as he was his first go around. And sometimes when he's out there with AD, the defense is somewhat okay, but it's just been, it's not working out. It's not good. And you're going to have, you know, some wings coming back, but they, they need to start thinking about what they're going to do because this, this isn't working. What do you got cap? So it looks like you're about to give up 130 to the Celtics who 
have not been able to shoot or do anything. God damn it! Dennis Schroeder revenge game. Oh. Yeah. So, you guys, uh. Uh. You alright, pal? No. <laughs> That's 130. That's, That's a lot of points. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, the Lakers went cold for a period of time, middle of the third quarter. They didn't score for a while. Story of their lives. Mm-hmm. I have a meme that says third quarter's coming in reference to Game of Thrones with winter coming because every goddamn third quarter, it's just awful. In the in like what's embarrassing is what the Lakers were so good at when they won the championship was Frank Vogel was an adjustment king. He does not adjust at halftime. It's insane. So it, I know it's young. It, the season's young, really. Um, they haven't had a full mix of Westbrook with LeBron feeling healthy. Like he had the ankle early in the year and um, whatever he just what was the bad uh, the domino strain. Um, now, if you can get them going where you got some shooters, I mean, you might be able to rely on some rebounding from Mello and Howard, but you're not getting much defense when it comes to that. I mean, they're not getting they're not getting any defense. And the thing is, teams are figuring out that they just can screen Anthony Davis kind of out, away from the rim, and then they have no hide around the rim. But we're we're getting really into this basketball talk on LTC. This is, I mean, hey, fuck it. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I think when they get going, I think if LeBron can just show everybody like he does, and then you got Westbrook coming in when you got the starters going out, I think it could turn around and, you know, but also we could also, we could play even better game. Who is he going to trade in the middle of the season? Who this is, who this is what, the Lakers? This is what terrifies me. Cause you know exactly who it's going to be. THT is the most valuable contract that they have. It's the most movable contract that they have, unfortunately. It's the perfect player for LeBron. Classic LeBron move. But I think he likes – I think him and the coaching staff and just the organization alone like him enough where it's it's a little bit different because he's – it's not an Andrew Wiggins situation where it's like, oh, classic LeBron because Andrew Wiggins – he didn't really know what Andrew Wiggins was capable of. He's helped – Coach up a lot of THC, but it's just yeah. But I mean, th- th- there's only as- there's only very few. They, they only have very few assets because they have barely any draft picks. Yeah, but and, it's yeah. no it's no different than Bi. It's no different Kuz. It's no different than anything else. If LeBron wants him to wants to ship him for a star for right now, then we ship him for a star for right now. I mean, that's what it is. You just got to see who, what team towards the middle of the season wants to build money, wants to take on some bad contracts so they can void them or, you know, the whole thing that NBA teams do. Yeah, it's so, just, it's a bummer though, because I, I would, I mean, I would say over the last few years, THT is one of the guys that I'd most want to see stick around. Like he's got so much upside and he's long as fuck and he's, defensive and he can shoot the three his hairline is poor but that's okay um you know i'm i i know they're gonna ship him to the trade line and it bums me out it feels like it feels like no matter which commentators i'm listening to on both sides of the ball they're constantly calling his name 
And that's from watching, trying to watch Laker games for the last two weeks. Um, and they're constantly just calling his name. So, um, yeah, uh, he might be the piece that's going. Yeah, it's a bummer. Jeanette, you look very distraught. No, I'm just like trying to think of like who in the ship out who would come in and it's like who is part of like the crew. So it's either somebody that's been on the Olympics or is in there. And yeah, it's, like, it's like who, who it's like oldest it, it, person remaining in the NBA. Yeah, it's anybody left on the banana boat? Like everybody from the banana boat's gone, right? Uh no, Chris Paul. But oh. that would be that would be hard. He's not gonna be leaving yeah, Phoenix. So it's like, like I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be like, like Derek Rose. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Andre Miller and um and Scalabrini. That's who I got him going after. Ah, I'm sure there's somebody in, in Orlando that we're overlooking just because it's Orlando. Dude, speaking of Orlando, have you guys seen? The the younger Wagner, young Wagner Franz. Yeah, Franz is nasty. He's, He's crossing good. people and dunking on them and shit, and draining threes. I had no idea young Franz had that shit in him. Um, good for me. And they have his brother too. They got both Wagners. Do they? Yeah. Huh. There you go. The Wagner, um, Wagnerses. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, anybody? Uh, oh, what are we, we not? I wanted to do my yeah, lot pick. That's what I was just tossing to do it. Guys, give this a second to think. And let's think what we're not thankful for. And currently what I'm not thankful for is the Lakers roster construction and for the trade for Wessel. I just called him Wessel Rus- Rusbrook. Russell Westbrook. You'll get Rusbrook. it. God damn it. That's what I'm not thankful for. All right. So what I'm not thankful for, um, not thankful for my dogs barking while I'm trying to do a podcast. Um, I love my dogs. Wish they'd bark at other times. So let's see. What else do I? uh, Peanut butter. Not thankful for peanut butter. Peanut butter can get the fuck out of here. I hate (laughs) it. What's wrong with you? I don't want I don't want anything to do with it. What's wrong um, with you? And finally, there's cats. something wrong with you. Cats scare the shit out of me. They're <laughs> like little furry time bombs. They're gonna scratch you at some point or attack your eyeballs. You never know. A cat's gonna do whatever the fuck a cat's gonna do. So these are the list of things that I'm not thankful for. All right, Jeanette, what are you not thankful for? Okay, I am not thankful for <clears throat> uh, people that when you're trying to organize a get together, people that have excuses but offer no solutions, such as I don't like eating at buffets. Oh, that goes against my dietary constriction that I'm doing right now. Look, if you don't want to have lunch with me, just say you don't want to have lunch with me. I'll accept it. You don't have to lie about all kinds of things. That's what I'm not thankful for. People that are not honest. Frauds. So on that on that same note, people that that uh, would rather purchase fake COVID vaccine cards 
instead of actually getting the vaccine shot or just saying, I don't want to get it. <laughs> and then not wanting to face the consequences that uh, come with submitting fake documents uh, to your employer, to other people. I am also not thankful for whatever the hell is going on with my with Roku on my TCL television. Roku, get your shit together so I can watch TV properly. Uh, this is infuriating. Uh, I am also not thankful for politicians that go on trips, contract COVID, and still get to expense that trip on our dime. Eric Garcetti, I'm talking to you. Uh, that's about it. I hope Scotland was great. At, uh, I guess he didn't really get to see it all that much, but uh, yeah. All right, Cap. Round us off. Um, I am not thankful for Miami-Dade commissioners. Give Ron his time to speak. And I'm not thankful for Colin Coward. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean... I mean... I was heartbroken with the Ron Miguel stuff, you yeah? know? Oh, my God. I really was. Like, I, I seen him yell, and I was like, Oh, I know when he like you've seen inside of him. You know he's only talks like that when it's something very, very important to him. And oh, yeah. I was just like, that was, was that was Tim Kirkchen le- levels of anger that Ron demonstrated at that commission meeting. It was like blind, the blind passion he shows when he's when he's doing the uh, the you know the, the animal videos. That's that's what I heard his voice at like while he was like towards the end when they cut him off the time. Hopefully the you know, the Billy Corbin uh, segment and you know the show and everything did today helped out and go sign the emails if you haven't. What they ought to do? Well, you know what? I was having a, I was I was debating this with myself. So I assume what you're ca- talking about, Cap, is the um that thing that Dan tweeted out about you know emailing their local uh, yeah. commissioners and whatnot. Um, and I I I looked at that, and then I was wondering. Is it appropriate for me in Southern California to be emailing commissioners in Miami because I like a podcast? Like, I'm not really one of their constituents, right? But I'm actually asking you guys, like, is that is it appropriate to email a, a politician across the country that you're pissed off at? I mean, it kind of look if you're gonna if you're gonna put your name on uh i guess a you know a good cause then yeah, i guess so but like i i felt the same way you did i was like does it really matter what i'm saying you know all the way up here i'm like but then again you know who's to say like you know my aunt lives down um in ocala hundreds of miles away but still whatever maybe she wants to move down there one day to near west kendall and she wants that place to be there so you know I mean, I would say the one the one um, main argument for people from not around there um, pressing them is like, you know, I, I assume you guys saw like a couple of those videos. I sent one or two of them into the chat earlier of like the examples of what Billy was talking about of like Miami flooding. Dude, that shit's insane. It's like it's not even a storm. And the whole street's flooded. It's not even raining and the whole street's flooded. 
Yeah, it's as they're waking, making their way up the street, I'm assuming going to higher elevation, that's how they get out of the um, the flood zone. I was like, wow, you got to, like, even going through that once has to be hell on your car, your property. Um, I'm not, I don't really know, like, what the effect of it would cause or not but they like as they were saying they do have like a spotlight for a lot of the things that they've been doing lately so maybe to see that people out outside of their community are taking notice probably helps because i know last year when dan had maya moore on and she was uh she said hey contact the da because um her the man she would eventually marry even though he was his case or whatever he was found innocent but he was still in jail so i actually called the da's office and i left a message and i could tell that the lady had been taking so many messages because she just was like and then when i when i did say that i was from los angeles she kind of like had the los angeles (laughs) so she uh you know and i was just like okay thank you bye so i helped Uh, yeah you did Thank you for yeah, your you All right. Well, what do you guys think? Should we wrap this thing up here? I think. Kyle's... All right. Well, uh, thank, thank you everyone for joining us once again on Laughter the Club. Um, again tonight, we are joined by Pow, Jeanette, Capo, and myself at Los Juve on Twitter. And um, let me just say one last time. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me 13 times. I don't care about Donda. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.